2: This is Long Shots, Veasan's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin.
3: Hello, and welcome to a very special live edition of Long Shots here on Veasan. It is Matt Brown. It is Wes Reynolds. It is Kelly Bidlin here on the desk at the South Point. You can see the beautiful sports book here behind us that will certainly be filled. With golf lovers here in a couple of days rooting on, I assume Tiger Woods, but everybody else that they end up having money on. This is the Masters edition. And, boys, it's my favorite week of the year, and I know people say that all the time. It's that this is their favorite week of the year. It honestly is my favorite week of the year. Golf was incredibly important to me growing up. I was always on the television, and, Wes, I'm sure it was for you as well. And there's just something about knowing that the best players in the world are heading to augusta yet again this year that just really gets the blood
4: going yeah absolutely mm-hmm. combined with obviously the tradition like any mm-hmm. other as they tag it in the advertisements you've been seeing for the better part of a couple months watching the ncaa tournament so it is cool you know it is cool to see some of the older champions here some new faces and then you know 49 of the top mm-hmm. 50 in the world aaron wise did withdrawal over the weekend but this is one of the few events anymore in the game of golf where it feels like you get all of the best players in an event.
3: Kelly, Jim Nance just gets on, calls the national championship game, hops on his private plane yeah. over yeah. to Augusta. Yeah, so don't cry for him yeah, uh, last I mean, night like, like I
4: was with this last uh, guy guy Final gets, Four game. gets
3: to call the national championship game and go over and then do four days of the Masters. <laughs> yeah, it was,
5: uh, yeah, those PJs you're always talking <laughs> about, hopped on one of those. But, uh, yeah, like West Westad, you know, what I've learned from some of the promos during the NCAA tournament is uh, Georgia. Apparently that's where they're playing this event this year. So, you know, that's that, that's new, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah,
3: yeah, definitely. <laughs> it is going to be it's going to be incredible. And, and Wes, just very, very quickly, of course, you can go to vison.com You can take a look at all of the written work that we've done. We have the master's guide that is out yeah. as well. But just a very, very quick kind of course overview and some of the important things that you were looking at heading into
4: this. Yeah, time. designed in 1933, the Augusta National Golf Club by Alistair McKenzie and Bobby Jones. Par 72, seventy two, seventy-five, forty-five. They did extend I believe uh, it was the par five on the back nine, they did Mm -hmm. extend that 35 yards on number 15. So that's why uh, 1745, eighth longest course on the PGA tour does play longer. And with the weather this week, which we'll get to later in the show, it could play a little bit longer with the cooler air and cooler Mm -hmm. temperatures expected on the weekend. Uh, Average round score last year was one plus 1.14 over par. That's second toughest Mm -hmm. score on tour firm and fast uh very wide fairways so these are not narrow fairways about 50 yards average width, second widest on tour the rough not all that penal not very thick maybe about an inch and a half at most uh trees and pine straws obviously that provide obstacles for errant tee shots the greens are pure bent grass haven't seen that a lot yet this year and they're going to be fast and slick 13 to 14 on the stimp Depending on the weather, though, the weather could obviously slow it down, soften the fairway. So, look, uh, you know, what you have to do here, and we'll get that into that when we model, you got to take advantage of those par fives this week. Par fives, based on, like, your winning score, if you really look like over the last couple of years. Scotty Scheffler was the winner and the defending champion here, 10 under par, eight under on the par fives, Matsuyama the year before 10 under his winning score, 11 under on the par fives. So uh, that's what you're going to have to take advantage of this week. I believe this
5: this was from Justin Ray since 2009 par five scoring at the masters accounts for 72% of the winners total output. So yes, that's how much the par fives matter. Take a look. 88 players in the field, top 50
3: and ties are going to make the cut after the first two rounds. So if you look at some of these odds and they aren't quite as long as you would expect, listen, it is a limited field. And not only is it a limited field, but also baked into these numbers are the fact that there are some guys whose win equity is, is essentially zero whenever mm-hmm. we head into this. And so just understand that of those 88 players, we have seven amateurs. We have a bunch of old guys as well. I mean, Jose Maria Lothabo, Mike Weir, Larry Mize, Sandy Lyle, VJ Singh, Bernhard Longer, Fred Kuppel. These these guys are all in the field, right? Now, you know, their win equity is, is, is sub 1%, right? And mm-hmm. so you're looking at this, and even though it, it says 88 players, Wes, really, it's, if we're talking about guys that legitimately have a chance to win, it's probably closer to about sixty five players, right. you know, seventy, sixty five, seventy players, something like that. I think we can easily eliminate the, the the amateurs and the old guys. And then of course there's even some of these other, you know, stats and trends and things like that <laughs> along the way that might could even eliminate some other players as well.
4: Yeah, no question about it. Especially, you know, maybe some of the guys because you get into this field by by the way winning a pga tour Mm -hmm. event within the last calendar year so you know maybe the guy that won like the sanderson farms uh Mm -hmm. championship or something like that where you had a weaker field or one of the uh offshore events like in uh in the dominican or in mexico those are guys that sometimes you could ignore because this is a big step up in class playing against better players. We're
3: looking here. Nine of the last 10 winners under the age of 40. Only Jack Nicholas has won at older than 45. So if you believe in that trend, Kelly, that's going to eliminate Zach Johnson. That's going to eliminate (laughs) Phil Mickelson. And that is also going to eliminate one Tiger
5: Woods. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of trends that you'll see uh, for this tournament this week, but, uh, I, I, for me, guys, it's usually pretty simple. Usually uh, the best guy, good recent mm-hmm. form, has played well at this tournament in the past, is usually the guy wins up on top of the leaderboard. No, the average
4: did. winning score, by or the it average sounds winning. really
5: d- easy, right? <laughs> like, we don't know do an yeah, hour right. show on it.
4: The average winning odds, I believe, the last 10 years, I think, was uh, calculated out to 27 to 1. So... Mm-hmm not always the short shots, but you look Scheffler 16 to one Matsuyama 45 to one DJ nine to one Tiger 16 to one Reed 50 Sergio 40. So you haven't really gotten a long bomb here really since Charles Schwartzel Mm -hmm. back in 2011, when he made four straight birdies on the last four holes 90 to one that was the longest shot to win here in the last decade
3: some of those other stats that you might read about here experience mattering it is one of the courses is one of the tournaments of course that is played at the same place every single year so eight of the last 10 winners here played at least two previous masters uh spieth and willet both won in their second trip here we know we haven't have a debutante debutant win since 1979 in Fuzzy Zeller. So you starting to add some of these guys that would be fall into that inexperienced uh, category. Seb Straka, Cage Lee, Adam Spinsen, Kurt Kitayama, Mito Pereira, Harold Varner, Taylor Moore, J. T. Poston. A lot of different guys out there that you know we bet maybe on a week to week basis, West, and some of these other tournaments, but if we truly believe in experience mattering here at mm-hmm. Augusta, it does really knock off some other guys. And, of course, some of those other ones out there that we really do like. in a Sahith Gala that we think maybe has a lot of upside for his career. Tom Kim has a lot of upside as well. Cam Young, Keith Mitchell, they all fall into that category.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, we uh, we add the uh, wrinkle of the 18 live players mm-hmm. that are in this event, some of whom are uh, former green jacket winners. So look, obviously that live schedule has been very intermittent. They haven't played as regular, even though they're going to have 14 total events here in 2023. So how do you approach those guys? I think you got to go case by case basis. I don't think you could just discount them, even though the betting market in, in talking to uh, Jeff Davis here mm-hmm. locally in Las Vegas, who is the head golf odds maker down at circus sports. He's like, yeah, it's almost like they're not in the field, some of these guys, except maybe for Dustin Johnson, mm-hmm. who is seeing some support. But a lot of these live players are getting ignored. And, you know, if you don't want to attack them on the outrights, I think you could certainly use on the placement markets yeah. or in matchups for sure. Yeah, that
5: That is one where uh, no initial interest in these guys kind of at all. We... we there's motivation questions. There, I mean, just lack of play. We we complain about the lack of statistical data for us mm-hmm. to go off of with when we're running our models and stuff with these guys. We were just talking about these guys haven't played all that much golf dating back to last summer. So for me, it was an initial pass, kind of all the way on any of them. But to what Wes was just talking about, anybody drifts far enough, they get to a point
3: sure. that's worth that's worth playing. And that's the thing, right? I mean, we we also we always play numbers in golf sometimes. And and look, I, I I had some interest maybe in cam Smith. Then you hear him get on the podium yesterday and basically say he doesn't feel very good about his game right now. Right. uh, And
4: and having a wrist issue, which kind of kept me off of him because I was saying, okay, we always have these top players when they drift Mm. to certain numbers, then it's like, we're all in. I I think we'll point Kelly and I are on Mm. one later that we'll point out that fits that case. But like Cameron Smith, my number on him was like 30. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if he gets to 30, do I want to play him? And, and I think at one or two shops, he might be getting close there now. But then hearing what he said yesterday, I'm like, I really have any interest, even though I know this dude could win.
5: So, but no, even still, though, that number, I, I agree with you, Wes. That number now slides back to like 40 to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I see Cam Smith at 40, I'm fine.
4: Right. Then then you kind of are obligated. Yeah.
3: A friend of the network, Rex Hoggard, uh, talked to him over the weekend, and he said that Cam Smith went and put the clubs in the garage and didn't touch them for two months. Right. Yes. And, and there was just, you know, a lot of the urge we, t- we wondered, and this is one thing that we keep bringing up about the live guys. Are there going to be some guys that, you know, have a fire under them because they want to show people. And there were, were there, were, were there other guys that like didn't have the motivation might've left? Cause you have the guaranteed check coming in the mail. I'm not saying that about Cam Smith. I'm just saying he did admit he didn't touch the clubs. Yeah. He have not been playing a ton. Doesn't feel good. About his game. One of the things that we will do whenever we come back over on the other side here talk about some of the stuff in in our models. And now this course tends to favor guys that are a little bit longer. If you want to look at some of the guys to eliminate from the pool, just because they are of the shorter hitters. Really, only Zach Johnson has been the you know the a shorty that has won here. You know, a mm-hmm. guy that is definitely short off the tee that has won any time in the last fifteen. Years or so, so that would kind of eliminate your Billy Horschels, your Siwoo Kims, your Russell Henleys, Brian Harmon, Harris English, even Tommy Fleetwood, Abe Answer, Patrick Reed, Danny Willett. All these guys are outside of the top 50 in this field in driving distance. And so there are some other guys and also in that that does fit. Is Colin Morikawa, uh, again, I think he's a little bit different than some of these other guys that I'm saying because he is so elite everywhere else, but if you did want to eliminate guys that are shorter off the tee, he actually would fall mm-hmm. into that category as well.
4: Yeah, distance is going to be mm-hmm. a really big deal this week. I think with the weather, too, because it's going to soften the fairways, so you're going to get more of a bounce, so these guys can take dead aim off the tee with mm-hmm. these fairways being 50 yards wide, and then plus... uh you know, it's it's just the cooler temperatures. I think it's going to be harder to hit it farther. So, the Bombers, I think, do have an edge this week.
5: Yep. Yeah, the only other thing I was going to add in there with Cow is where he gets bailed out, right, is he's so he's good with the long irons, right? So, even if he's a little shorter off the tee, the long iron play still helps him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I said he he he's not the same yeah, as the yeah.
3: other guys. But, mm-hmm. again, if you did just want to go with a generic kind of thing, he does fall into that category of a dude that is not – very long off the tee. When we come back, we'll talk about what was important to us this week, the stats that matter, what went in to making our model. Stick around. It is a special edition of Long Shots.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
1: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin.
3: Master T's off on Thursday, and there's still time to get betting intel from our experts, Wes Reynolds, the guy to my right, right here on the desk. Profiles every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups in our Masters guide available now. We also have best bets from Matt Humans and other VSN golf experts. I think that includes me and Kelly.
5: It does. It does. I can confirm that (laughs) we're the
3: other in this. Sign up today get full access through vson through the masters and uh, you can get started here on baseball season as well the NFL draft stuff is in there too. 999 over at vson.com slash subscribe we're the others hey, hey you we're know, other I,
4: you know I'm what, usually no? the others for all the other guys too it's always like extra hoops that sort like Greg Peterson and others See, Matt, <laughs> Matt
5: I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna take insult to that though this time around because if you flip through the masters guide which you should You'll notice that Wes Reynolds wrote a paragraph on every single golfer in the field. Yes. Which, if uh, if somebody asked me to do that around here, I'd be like, oh, I think I have a dentist appointment that day. Yeah, sorry.
3: And the next day, and the sorry. next day. <laughs> yes, sorry. Five consecutive dentist appointments. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting nine root canals and all the things that are going on uh, right there with all this. But it is Matt Brown, it is Wes Reynolds, it is Kelly Bidlin here on the desk. Special live edition of Long Shots. We're heading into Masters Week. We are super super excited. And listen, we all three go about modeling in different forms. We weigh stats differently. We want to give you kind of an insight into what we feel is important this week. If you're doing it on your own, hey, hats off to you. You've taken kind of the next step in all of this. It is a premium access to most of these places. You are paying to get access to to utilize these models and things like that. But if you uh, just want to copycat what we did, also something you can do. Kelly, I'll Start with you here on this one. Listen, we know each and every week. We're always gonna wait approach, we're always gonna do different things of that. So what what let's just more kind of talk about what did you going go overboard on this week? What did you kind of pull back on mm. this week? And then was there any stat that you don't typically use very much that you did inside that you did include this week?
5: Yeah, I would say that, you know, especially for a tournament like the Masters, what I do every week is go back and look at the model that I made for the year before, mm. and then kind of I'll always go back and kind of put in the same amount of research I did the year before before, but it gives me a starting point and then lets me decide how much do I want to tweak. So this year for the mass I would say the masters then there's less tweaking almost than any tournament because yeah. okay, you know you know the course, there's usually not many changes, usually not many different styles that have yes. come out in one. So uh, this is my fantasy national. I'll give a shout yeah. out right now. Fantasy national, rickrungood.com. We use both of those. All three of us use both of those sites mm-hmm. for modeling, different modeling purposes. Rick game and Pat Mayo to the best in the biz. You should definitely follow their, their work as well. Um, my basic fantasy national uh, model this week looked a lot like this on screen. If you're listening at home strokes gained approach, I went from the what I weighed the heaviest to the lowest mm-hmm. strokes gained approach, 25% strokes gained off the T 20% driving distance. It's 12% strokes gained par five, 12%. And Matt, that is the one I bumped up a little bit yeah. more this week was, uh, you know, it was probably 8% before, but so it's not, not huge, but I did bump it up more strokes gained short game. So that includes putting in around the green uh, birdies are better gained scram scrambling always throw in for these, the bigger majors just don't know what, especially with the weather involved. If stuff, yeah. if, if some of these round, one of these rounds gets crazy, once someone was going to be able to scramble and get out of some trouble. Uh, stroke gains, pars 4s, and then the par 4s, four 450 to 500. I believe there are... Five in play this week uh, between that yardage rate, You'll see very low percentage on that. But that was, I just wanted to get, we wanted to give people at home for what kind of what, what, When we talk about our models, what do they really look like? This is a base model that I, that, that I will use and then get more complicated after that. But I think for people at home, it gives them a good example of kind of what are we really looking yeah. at when we talk about these.
3: Well, things. you talked about weighting par fives, uh, you know, very heavily this week. All the par fives have at least a 33% birdie or mm-hmm. better rate. And so as we we mentioned this is something where if these guys are going to go out and score and they're going to go out and actually make a run at this thing, the par fives are where they're going to have to start. Anything else along the way is a, is a bonus for sure. But these par fives, if you're giving up 33% birdie or better rate on these, you better be able to go out and attack those. Now, if you look at guys that are outside the top 50 um, in you know this field of 88 players in par five scoring, if you do want to go in and start eliminating some people based off of that, Alex Noren, Mackenzie Hughes, Adrian maroc They all fall outside of the top 50 in this field in par 5 scoring here over the last 36 rounds, over the last 50 rounds as well. All three of those guys fall within that category. Wes, um, you see what Kelly had in his Mm -hmm. model. How did you kind of divvy things up, and was there anything that you added and or didn't have in yours?
4: Yeah, I I don't have a percentage breakdown because I felt that this was actually a really difficult uh, one to model. Mm -hmm. We know – predictive history i'll get to that momentarily mm-hmm. so what i did was just a different you know kind of like moreover like a little bit of all-consuming stats so i didn't necessarily model it but i put it in my piece at vsun.com strokes game t uh-huh. to green just to give you a general idea and to at least give you a base to work from but i also used approach by the way over the past eight masters the uh, winner has finished first first second third first fifth fourth, and sixth for approach for that week mm-hmm. that they won the Masters. So, obviously, iron play is going to be very crucial.
5: And real quick, Wes, I just want to clear something up on mine. That, that is all just a strictly recent form stat that I'm going – a stat model mm-hmm. that I'm going off, right? Mm-hmm. So, that is not incorporating anything from tournament history, course history that we're looking right. at, which we know is extremely
4: important. Right. Uh, and, and what I did also, the reason why I felt that this was a little bit tough to model because I used – Yeah, and Kelly's already mentioned him, our our friends at Fantasy National, Mm -hmm. and also Rick Rungood, Rick Gaiman, who runs that side, regular guest here on And... I used Rick's a little bit more for the strokes gain data Mm -hmm. simply because I wanted to incorporate some of the live players and he has, has been, you know, given good estimates of like the live data, which live does not provide like the PGA tour does. Uh, So that's why, you know, in in some of these like strokes gain data, that's why like you found like a Mito Pereira pop a little bit in, in some of these, or perhaps a Taylor Gooch, if you're looking in that regard. So I also used a little bit of greens and regulation, by the way, 60% rate, greens and regulation, one of the toughest on tour. Mm-hmm. So I felt that, you know, and you're going to get overlap, obviously, yes. with the approach and GIR. Uh driving distance, I thought was going to be huge this week. And even with the weather, I think it's going to be a lot bigger. So, you know, when you look at the top five: Rory McElroy, Mito Pereira, Cameron mm-hmm. Champ, Cameron Young, John Rahm, Harold Varner, those are the guys that are always the bombers. Uh, so I looked at that. Par five scoring, I think you mentioned it a moment ago since 2009, like 72% of the eventual winner's total output. So you're going to have to gain on these four par fives here. I also did par fours, 450 to 500, but I went over the last 50 rounds, and that was using Fantasy National, and I did that with a couple because I wanted to incorporate, like I said, a lot of these live players to give me a base because I don't think even though they're playing golf more intermittently and they're playing less golf, If you're good at something, I don't think you all of a sudden become terrible at something. So I wanted to incorporate that, and that's why you'll see some more live players that you would normally see in a normal PGA Tour week. Uh, I also did strokes gained around the green this week. Strokes gained short game, which Kelly does, is putting. Mm -hmm. I didn't do as much putting because simply I didn't know what the speed of these greens Mm -hmm. were going to be. Because these could be slower because of the rain. So Mm -hmm. strokes gained around the green. Three-putt avoidance, by the way, too, is another one. Three-putt percentage here at Augusta over the last five years, 4.4%. That's the highest on the PGA Tour, so I did that. And then I did a little, you know, just general thing. Strokes gained total Augusta National. I went 24 rounds. Some guys, like a Zalatoris have gained 2.9 a round, but he's only played eight rounds here. Yeah. Then you look at, like, a Justin Rose, 1.6 around, but he's obviously been playing here for well over a decade.
3: Yeah, for me, if you look at kind of – Where Kelly was. Mine is very pretty similar. I just divvy things up a little bit differently. So I'm not 25% on approach. I'm 15% on, on approach. And then I, I put in some proximities cause like the 175 to 200 and then 200 plus yeah. some of these longer approach shots. So that is, that's still essentially approach stuff. It's just a, it's just breaking it out into, into some buckets there. I went very heavy on driving distance and very heavy on around the green. So I am much higher than you are on driving distance. And I, I know you don't have around the green in yours. Wes, you said you did in yours. I have a ton of that. And reason being, if you look at the historic, and anyone's going, like, what do you mean Matt, Matt Brown's talking trends? He hates it. No, the, in <laughs> golf, it's different. Mm-hmm. In golf, it's different. Like, in football and basketball and baseball, teams change. The, yeah. the quarterback, all these things this change. This is 12 change. and 2 against yes. the spread yeah. on artificial yeah. turf so, like, after 6 all p.m. All of that stuff. This is the same golf course every single year, and, and so we can, we can look back at historical data here with all of that. And if you look, last year specifically, Whenever again, this course is is evolving a little bit. 20.8% of strokes gained at Augusta last year were around the green. Tour average is 14%. Mm-hmm. It is six percent higher around the green here. And so simply put. These greens don't hold very well, and you're going to need to be able to to get up and down, and you're going to need to avoid, you know, not only the three putts and things like that that West just mentioned, but but you know, not being able to convert there. And so, if you look at guys that are really bad around the green, those are guys that I started to eliminate from my player pool. And if you start to look at the last fifty rounds, guys: Cam Champ, Bryson DeChambeau, Victor Hovland, Sergio Garcia, Gary Woodland, Brooks Kepka, Thomas Peters, Jason Kokrak, Corey Connors, Tyrrell Hatton. All of those guys outside of the top 50 in the last 50 rounds around the green. And if you break that down to 36, Dustin Johnson, Keegan Bradley, Charles Schwartzel, and Cam Smith all joined that group as well of guys that have really struggled around the green. And so I did weight that incredibly heavily. And that's really the big difference in my models, I think, than what you saw with Kelly's up there. We're going to talk Tiger Woods whenever we come back. How do you bet him this week? Do you
1: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds and Kelly Bidlin.
3: Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming. Daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategies for only $9.99 American. That's $13.44 Canadian. Our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at Augusta. Matt, You're going to get your master's betting guide with Wes Reynolds and his profiles of every player in the field. You also get Matt Humans and his best bets. Nine ninety nine over at vsan.com. Slash subscribe. Get you some NFL draft info over there as well. We're giving you the goods. Just nine ninety nine. 99 American over there. Kelly, we got someone who tweeted in a question that actually is something we should, uh, we should answer here on the program.
5: Yeah. Uh, this is coming from O Odale, o- sure. I'm gonna go with O That's That's we're going we're with. Going. How yeah. much weight do you put into the no prior, the, the, the trend of no prior year winner has finished in the top 10 since 2007 quote, does this have any teeth since Scotty is a co-favorite? Um, Scheffler will get to this in a little bit. He is definitely a guy I am trying to target this week a little bit differently. So I don't really put much stock into that. I think there are some trends at the Masters that you can put stock into. And a couple of these I put together um, earlier this week. 13 of the, uh, and this is a lot of these coming from Ron Close. This is where we were talking about this, Wes, where I'll go through a lot of his trends he puts together and kind of pick and choose what I think is more predictive. Uh, 13 of the last 15 winners had finished 22nd or higher in a previous Masters tournament. As we've talked about already. Experience at this event is important. Doing well here is important. Twenty-one of the last twenty-three winners were ranked inside the top thirty in the world in the o- world golf rankings. Twelve of the last fourteen winners had at least four previous career wins. Eleven of the last thirteen winners had finished top six in a major within two years leading up to the ma- their Masters win. What do all these trends tell you? The better golfers in the world who have mm-hmm. played this event well in the past are usually the guys who win this event. I'm the, the stuff of what comes after this. I'm not worried about that because I'm betting on this event. I'm not betting it later on, right? So that's I think there's trends we get wrapped up in a lot, like you said, Matt. It's not something you usually focus on on golf. We focus on them a little bit more, but you got to be able to always weave through what is actually a trend that's going to help you predict a winner. And I, in that, in the case of the one that was tweeted in. I'm not leaning into that as much. I don't think – Scotty Scheffler is playing just as hot as he was now. Hotter right now than what he was leading into that Masters tournament He's last already year.
3: defended a title this year. He yeah. was fourth in the match. I mean, the guy's just – he's just good. I yep. mean, he's just good, and he's better than most of the guys out there, Wes. So, I mean, like, to think and that he's not going to be able to repeat just because it's very tough to do – is nothing that I'm even taking into
4: consideration. Yeah, and, and the fact that he has, I think, more win equity than yes. than some. You know, he's going to have more win equity than, like, somebody like Danny Willis. Right, right. Or even Sergio Garcia has won, mm-hmm. you know, well over 30 events worldwide throughout his career. So, I think he's a little bit different in that regard. I understand why that trend has been like that, though, because— now, all of a sudden, when you do return as the champion, you plan the dinner, you're the champion. So it's, it is a different bird mm-hmm. when you're coming back here the first time uh, as the defending champion. But I think Scheffler is very much an outlier to that.
3: Going to give you West's betting card here in just a second. We are going to spend two minutes talking Tiger Woods because we know you want to figure out how to bet Tiger Woods, if you should bet Tiger Woods, how we're going to go about it. Give me For two. me, here's the deal. I'll start this real quick. Kick it over to you, Kelly. Yeah. For me, it's very simple. I will probably not have anything in my account on Tiger Woods. What I will tell people is it, it can Tiger Woods make the cut here? Yes can Tiger Woods win? I do not think so. That yep. is basically the the easy mm-hmm. f- I, I, if you want to bet him to make the cut, I would never talk you off of betting him to make the cut. 23
4: or 24 by the way yeah. for his career.
3: And 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 listen, the weather is going to be more cooperative in the first two days as well. This is a guy who has, you know, injury concerns and it's going to get into the 50s and it's going to get wet and it's going to be tougher to walk out there and it's going to all this. so you know, betting to make the cut to get it done. I'm not going to go there. So that's kind of the short of it for me.
5: Yeah, nothing uh, nothing pre-tournament for me. Completely agree with everything you just said. This is Tiger Woods. This is Tiger Woods at the Masters. I don't think that any of us thought he was going to do what he did in 2019 here, and he went out and win the whole damn thing. So um, I, nothing pre-tournament for me. I think that that. Uh, I think both the the prices on make or miss the cut Mm -hmm. are pretty spot on for where he's at. The only thing I will say about Tiger Woods here and Matt, we've done this. I know together in tournaments past, he makes the cut. I will likely be looking to target against him in rounds three, rounds four. Yeah, right. When we know, we just know what his body's been through with all of these yeah. surgeries, he's going to be walking around. The
4: fatigue plus the exactly. weather. Exactly. Yes. I that think the weather can could really in. wear on him. Uh, when you're not used to playing, he's played, of course, one event this year at Riviera. So I got asked in some uh, outside radio mm. interviews from various radio stations, do you think Tiger's going to make the cut? I said yes, mm. but I'm not going to bet it at it like minus 185 because – People, Tiger is still, even at 47 years old, not a regular player anymore – He's like, in terms of price, bulletproof for yep. casual bettors. They're going to bet him no matter what because they want to root for Agreed.
3: It. Agreed. And, and so, for me, Kelly, I think that's a very good point to bring up because if there is any betting that's going into my account on Tiger, it would actually be against him, and it would be should he make the cut going into that round three, round four. Because, like we said, it is going to cool off significantly. Yep. The rains are going to come in a little bit heavier. Yeah. Things are gonna. It's going to be sloggy to walk through out get, there. And, and it gets things.
4: cold, and that's not good for, yes. you know, a leg issue or now anything. Not a mud, too, and all these
3: different things that can, you know, additional things that can go wrong. So that's actually the only way that I will be betting Tiger Woods. Wes Reynolds, let's talk your betting card, my man.
4: Okay, uh, we'll start with the outrights. By the way, placement markets and matchups going to release tomorrow just in the interest of time. So uh, we'll go with the outrights. I'll start with the two numbers that are no longer available, by the way. I bet a couple weeks ago, and that's Jason Day and Cameron Young. I would not bet Jason Day in the 20s. Yes. That was just, I was seeing something. He was mm-hmm. in hot form, mm-hmm. and I was seeing something in the match play. And he got out, by the way, three up on Scotty Scheffler through seven. And then all of a sudden, he had that dizzy spell again. And mm-hmm. look, you get injuries with Jason Day, and that's why he's always a risk. So I would not bet him. Now, Cameron Young still in like the low to mid-30s, I still think is bettable. And I think him having Paul Tesori on the bag, who comes over from Webb Simpson, is a total difference maker. We could be talking Ted Scott, Scotty Scheffler mm-hmm. here. Maybe not to that extreme, but I think that's going to matter uh, long term, and he's going to win pretty soon. Jordan Speef, 21-1. to He's in, like, the high teens right now. Second for strokes, gained around the green behind his mate, Justin Thomas, mm-hmm. his best buddy, who I also bet. You could argue Spieth should have three green jackets here, and he only has one. Right. So this is a guy, I don't think the length – and he's what's long the number
3: enough. for you that you would because I if people are watching this, listening to this right now, and they're they're seeing 18, they're seeing 19, they're and seeing I even, still think
4: 18 is better. Okay. I think if he's getting down to like mid 15 or so, mm. I would pass. Gotcha. But Jordan Speef, Justin Thomas, when he drifted above 25 to 1, and that's mm. always my mark for Thomas. Right. When he drifts up to that, I will go ahead in on him. Uh, look, let it halfway here in 2020, even though he's never really been a contender coming in amen corner mm. on Sunday. He's got an ace in the hole here, and that's Bones Mackay on the bag. And Bones won three times here with Phil Mickelson. So even though the approach play has drifted a little bit, I still think the strokes gained around the green are going to be key. Tony Finau, 29-1. We talk about win equity all the time. Yes. And this guy for many years did not have win equity. Now he does. Mm-hmm. He's won three times since the Open Championship at St. Andrews last summer. Third on approach this season. Uh, So the iron play is as good as it's been for him. Colin Marikawa, speaking of iron play, that has returned. He is now number two in strokes gained approach, last 36 rounds. Been 18 months since he's won anywhere. I just took him when he got to 34-1 to at Circus Sports, and anything Mm -hmm. 30 or above I think is worth it. Soon JM was a late add. I got him at 44-1. to Second on debut here in 2020, was eighth here last year. So this is a guy that's been kind of like, okay, not great this season. But I think you know this is where he can emerge, uh, and it's very predictive. So it's been consistent, just hadn't quite been there. Hideki Matsuyama, fifty to one. Seven of his eight wins have come on bent grass, mm-hmm. and we know he's not a great putter, even though he's having the best putting season of his career so far. If you look at the numbers, uh, he's actually gained in ten of his 12, last twelve events. So. The neck injury has kind of been off and on, but he looks like he's good to go. I did play one bomb here, and that was Minwoo Lee, 95-1, mm-hmm. to 1, long off the tee, outstanding around the green. The approach play is improved. So those are my outrights. Real quick on the props, uh, Gordon Sargent, plus 165 for low amateur, 19 years old, Vanderbilt University is the reigning NCAA individual champion, number one amateur in the world. Gordon Sargent, I think it's going to come down to him and Sam Bennett, who won the U.S. amateur uh, last year. Brian Harmon, top lefty, you're obviously betting against Phil, Bubba, and Mike Weir. Phil might be the only one that can concern me because he has won three green jackets here, but Brian Harmon for top lefty. Uh, Mito Pereira, that's basically a bet against Joaquin Neiman. Mito Pereira has been better in the mm-hmm. short sample size on the live tour than Joaquin Neiman. Mito's got finishes of 15th, 6th, and 5th on the live circuit, and that's also why I used him for top debut time because if you look top near the top in driving distance top five top six uh, in driving distance uh very good in gir i think he was first in gir this past weekend in orlando and i also use adrian moronk for top debutant. speaking of a guy that's a real bomber mm-hmm. that's adrian moronk i know a lot of people are going to look at tom kim being the highest ranked player in the world in this debutant market but And I like Tom Kim long-term, but I don't think he hits it long enough, and I think it's going to take maybe a time or two around this course to get used to it.
3: I agree with you there. I think Tom Kim will certainly be the one that people gravitate toward, but if I am believing that length is important, and then when we consider that we are going to probably get wet conditions come Saturday and Sunday where there will be no rollout whatsoever, and so now length will be even more important somewhere along the way, That is something that I will certainly be fading is the Tom Kim this week. If I can find a juicy matchup against him, haven't found it yet, I will certainly look that direction. Me and Kelly's picks on the other side. Stick around.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
1: Now, I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Vincent.com to check out the current betting splits data. Split bets! You know I love it, Kelly. (laughs) You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? Hey, head on over there, DraftKings Odds. Updated every 10 minutes. You can see the changes in all of the action. You can see where the public is betting, where it doesn't match the public opinion. You can also check out future events, not just today's action. Beeson's here to make you a more informed, better year-round with our betting splits over at Beeson. Dot com. The time is here. You're going to get my betting card. You're going to get Kelly's betting card real quick. If this is something that you find interesting as well from a live betting strategy, Ooh, guys, I'm going to ask I've got your thoughts. I'm going to ask your opinion on this, yep. whether you think this is just noise or whether you think that there is some, some substance to this. Okay. Since 2005, the eventual winner has been no lower than T11 after round one. Mm-hmm. So basically, a good start at the Masters has proven to be necessary for the eventual winner here, again, since 2005. Uh, Wes, I am wondering if you think that's just noise or if you think that there's something to that.
4: I think there's a little bit of truth to that. Mm -hmm. And and look, uh, momentum is obviously very key here. I don't think Mm -hmm. we've seen comebacks here before, but you don't see them a ton. Necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Rory McElroy shot sixty-four in one of the best rounds ever. I think the best round ever on Master Sunday ended up sneaking up for second, but never challenged yeah. Scotty Scheffler because he had distance, obviously, in between. So yeah, I think starts are important. Uh we did, by the way, get the tea times uh earlier today. So who knows what these are gonna be. And you know, I- I'm guessing Thursday's forecast looks pretty mm-hmm. clean. But as we get to the weekend, I mean that could absolutely just turn everything upside
3: down. Kelly, you said you have thoughts here from a live. betting.
5: I I do. And this is, uh, uh, this is going to factor right into when you see my betting card, but there is, I can't get away from Scotty Scheffler this week. I'm sorry. He is number one in everything that Mm -hmm. I'm running. He is the highest rated golfer I have in the field. I know he is the short shot in the betting market, but I think there's a way to play this live in a, in a little bit of a different way than what we normally talk about when talking about live. Cause I, I agree with what you guys just said. I think there's, Some, I have a mixed opinion about that stat where, look, it's a, you got the best golfers in the world. So do I think there is a chance a guy can make a comeback after the first round? Sure. But also, Hey, it's, you're in a much better spot if you're doing well after the first round, right? Not to be captain obvious, but um, Scheffler, I was very eager to see what the tee times were because Mm. he is in the third to last tee time. I have not bet him pre-tournament. I don't think I will be betting him pre-tournament. Yeah. Matt, you and I have done this a little bit, though, in the past. I don't. Well, I, I might end up on a very similar number, the exact same number. But if there are guys that go out before him and shoot low, I might be able to get a better number on him before mm-hmm. he even tees off. So that is how I am playing Scotty Scheffler in live betting this week, which I'll be live betting before before he even tees yeah, off, right. right? So that is something you will see when we get to my card, the outrights that I have. But I am leaving room for Scotty Scheffler, hoping that opportunity presents. That
4: also applies to Rory, too, I think, if you're targeting yep. Rory. Scotty in the third-to-last group on Thursday, Rory in the second-to-last group. So... Of the uh, three favorites, including John Rahm, the top two are teeing off very late on Thursday. Yeah,
3: one of the quick things I'll do, and Kelly will get to you, is just I'll probably have a first round leader bet on Scheffler, or a first round leader bet on one of these like top name guys. Yep. And if they don't get there, right, if they don't, then likely it's a better number for me to come in in round two or something like that. Love that strategy, so too. So there's, there's a way to kind of go about that there. So let's get to your betting cards and make sure we have time to get
5: there. To yeah, it. love that strategy, too. I will fly through the outrights uh, real quick. So that's kind of how I'm planning all this with the Scheffler note that I just made. So mm-hmm. the, the outrights that I have right now that are around current numbers that I still like, Justin Thomas, West. I know you're on him as well. Uh, same sort of thing here. You laid out the case very well. That number has drifted past the point where I have to put a bet in on this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, that 26 to one on a world-class player like him is a bet for me. Max Homa, I might need a couple of weeks off if he actually gets home this week because <laughs> I am heavily invested. I just can't get the pe- past the fact of recent form. Has this guy missed two mis- missed cuts in, in his history at the Masters? Yes, he has. Was he T48 last year? Yes, he was. But the fact of the matter is this is one of the best recent form golfers on tour right now. His finishes so far this year, T4, or T6, T14, second, T39, first, and T3rd. He is third in my last 12, last 12 round model, third in the field and approach, first in strokes, uh, strokes game par fours over that time. At 30 plus to one on Max Homa, I ain't got it. Yeah. It's a slam dunk outright bet for me. It's one of my favorite outright bets. It is my favorite outright bet on the card. One of my favorite outright bets of the year. The other three guys below this are all numbers that I have grabbed as the months have been looting up. Corey Connors, uh 85 to 1. Jason Day, 85 to 1. Brooks Kepton, 99 to 1. Mike West said. I don't know if I'd recommend playing any of those. I would not recommend playing any of those guys at mm-hmm. their current numbers, especially since Kepka and Connors are just coming off of wins. Top 20, very heavy on Patrick Cantlay. I almost got to an outright on Cantlay, stayed off, but a big uh, top 20 bet on him. I am in on a Homo, and Ho- Hovland in that uh, market as well. And then tournament matchups, Keith Mitchell over Kurt Kitayama, Amito Pereira, Hovland over Matt Fitzpatrick, Woodland over JT Poston, and then Max Home, 125 at Cameron Young. Also played a top 10 on Keith Mitchell. Interested to hear your thoughts on Mitchell, Matt, when we get to your card, because I know I saw you had him as well. He's one of these guys, he's only played one Masters, hard to get a read on him. But he spiked in the models, so it would was great off the tee. Ticks so I, a lot of the boxes. He ticks a lot of the yeah. bosses, boxes. I think there mm-hmm. is a high-ceiling, low-floor low situation mm-hmm. here with him. So, I figured, swing for the fences. Let me do a top 10 on him at 7-1, to one, and then I'm going to play him in some matchups I'm a little bit more confident with. I am also in on a top debutante. I played Taylor Moore, who was just... Way up there in everything Mm -hmm. I was running model-wise. He was cracking top 15 pretty much in every model that I ran. So uh, over 7-1 to on him, I think that's a great price for top debut.
3: Yeah, that one's probably going to get in the account for me as well. I was looking at that this morning. Uh, From an outright perspective for me, I'm super heavy on Max Homa, and this is one of those things where – the numbers I didn't I didn't include numbers that, that what I got them at because it doesn't matter what I yeah. got them at right. These like are the it's current DraftKings It's like numbers. what they these are current DraftKings numbers that you're going to see on the screen right now because these are numbers that you can actually go out and play and, and look Max Homa yes. Is he – would you like a little bit more driving distance out of him? We think that driving distance is going to be important. He's not short by any stretch. He's not one of the longer guys. He still averages about 301 yards off the tee. So, that's still, in my opinion, good enough. He does everything else so incredibly well. And, again, he's just a proven winner. We talk about win equity. The guy can get it The other thing
5: real quick on him, Matt, is is that this is – if people want to point to what he's done at the Masters here – I'll make the counterpoint of this is a different golfer than he was three yeah. years ago. So those two missed cuts, I'm kind of throwing out the window. So we look, uh, Tony Finau, for
3: all the reasons that Wes mentioned, he was inside the top 10 in I tried to get him outside of the top 10 in different models. Yep. I was throwing in different things to see if I could push <laughs> him outside of the top 10. And every single version I ran, Tony Finau is right up there. So he also made the outright card He's for me. not the Tony
4: Finau a couple years ago yeah. when you you know people Seems say, yeah. who do you like this week? And you mm-hmm. say, Tony Finau. Uh, right. You're not getting the groans anymore. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't because this guy's got win equity now.
3: Agreed. Uh, Xander Shoffley, listen, the number had just drifted. Um, a little bit too far. I would say shop around here. You can find a little bit better than this that you see on your screen right now over at DraftKings for Xander. And, like, here's the deal. I know what everyone's going to say. Oh, well, this guy, you know, he's never won a major, et cetera, et cetera. Well, one of the interesting things, if you dig in, guys, it's like, only two times in like the last 35 years have Mm -hmm. we not had a first time major winner over Mm -hmm. the course of a season. Mm -hmm. Like, so nearly every single year we get a first time major Mm -hmm. winner and a guy as talented as Xander, it's going to happen eventually. I don't know if it'll happen this week. I don't know if it's going to happen at the masters, but I'll tell you this. I love him. My models loved him. And just the the fact that we're saying, Oh, this guy hadn't won a major West. Like I I don't care.
4: He's the guy I don't have that scares me. Gil Alexander, by the way, asked me that on the Megapod and He absolutely scares me not to have, because I've bet him a lot in the past, and he's somebody that actually does have some scar tissue Mm -hmm. in majors, where he's actually been close. Uh, We haven't seen that out of Homa or Burns yet. That doesn't mean it can't happen here, but... He's a guy that I think Xander has been a really proven contender in these things.
3: I have Sam Burns. This was made for months ago. Um, this was even before the win, so um, you know the number plummeted. I don't know if thirty-five to one is necessarily something I would jump all over at this current. <laughs> no, d- you know. But what do you have? A hundred? Yeah, I yeah, got yeah, 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 eighty. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, so it's 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 a little bit longer on him. Shane Lowry is the longest guy though on the board. You can find a number longer than him on this. Listen just a lot of the boxes again that we talk about just tick 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 tons of the boxes there for for Shane Lowry about the longest guy that I found on the card I do have a top 20 play on Sung JM a top 30 play on Keith Mitchell, and I added some matchups in there. I have Xander over Scotty Scheffler, and this is nothing more than a numbers play. This thing has drifted up over two to one Mm -hmm. for a guy that is, again, a a top 10 player in the world in Xander, and so again, yes, I like Scotty Scheffler as much as the next guy. I have Max Max Homa over Victor Hoblin, and I also have Tom Hoagie over Harold Varner. Guys, it is here. It will be teeing off in a, you know, whatever, 36 hours. I can't do whatever it is, 48 (laughs) hours. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what, I can't do all the time conversions with all of that but uh for more of these plays of course head over to vston.com be sure and check out everything over there and of course you can check out our twitter machines as well good luck on all your masters bets
0: at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field